encouragement. I want to talk to you about that. Um, you know, there's one thing that I, I really, I really don't like at all, uh, and I would say is bullies. Is there anybody? Is there anybody in here that knows somebody that's around you that's a bully? Throw your hands up. Where you at? Come on, come on. Let's be you're like you. Who does not know a bully at all? Anybody not know a bully? Like who knows? Who knows a bully? Throw your hands up. Seriously, like okay, that's a little better because y'all are half asleep. Listen, I'm a grown man. I know old people, like adults, who are bullies. Um, I, I know, like, uh, like, you know what, where some of the largest, large, not like large, like overweight, I'm talking about like where some of the biggest bullies in the world are, are in church. There's some really mean church bullies. Like, how many of you would be bold enough to say, just, and you don't have to declare it out loud, but would be bold enough to say that inside this room is a bully? Who would say that? Throw your hands up. Inside this room is a bully. All right, so I got somebody to talk to, huh? I got somebody to talk to then. You know, uh, that's something to work on, I guess. You just saw it. So there's somebody. Like, hey, so question for you. I'd say just about everybody in this room raised their hand. In this room is bullies. Is it you? No, seriously, is it you? You know, I'll be honest with you, most bullies don't realize they're bullies. They don't realize it. They really think they're being funny, and all they do is tear other people down. And other people may laugh with you, but deep down inside, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words really do hurt me. And what you're saying is, is they may laugh on the outside, but really you're hurting people. And, and what I would say is, what I would say is this. You know what everybody in this room needs? What every, nobody in this room needs a critic. That's usually what bullies are. They like telling you what they think. Like if your hair's jacked up, you got a bad hair day. If you're got bad breath, they love to tell you. All right? If you got, well, sometimes that's a good friend. All right? um, if, uh, if they don't like your shoes, they tell you. If, if they think you're ugly, they'll tell you all your flaws. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's, that's bullying to me just as much as anything else is. Or they just are physically bullying. But the big picture is, is I believe everybody in this room needs somebody in your life that is good enough to you to give you, loves you enough to give you constructive criticism. There's a difference between being critical and having a critical spirit versus constructive criticism. Constructive criticism is where we have blind spots. Everybody in this room has blind spots that we do not see that everybody else sees. You know what I'm saying? Everybody has blind spots. Everybody has areas of their life that get on other people's nerves. Know what I'm talking about? And so, I believe everybody in this room needs somebody who's going to give a constructive criticism. So what I dare some of you to do today is to find somebody that you love, whether it's an adult or whether it's a friend. This is, this is dangerous, this is scary, and this takes a lot of courage to do. But I dare some of you to find somebody that loves you enough to go and ask them, am I a bully? Or my words producing more death than they are life. Takes a lot of courage to do that. That's how you'll discover if you're a bully or not. Find somebody that actually does love you. And then people in this room, if somebody comes and asks you if they're a bully or if they tear other people down with their words, why don't you have enough courage to look them in the eyes and in loving fashion, mercy and grace, tell them, yes, you are. And you really do need some freedom. Because that will make this, listen, People in this room, if there are bullies in this room, and there is, we just saw that, 
then that's going to keep other people in this room living out who God's called them to be. Why? Because there's a great possibility that they are walking in fear and paralyzed in the calling that God's given them because they're worried to death of what you or somebody else who is the bully in this room may say about them or do, do, do against them. You all right, Big Daddy? Look cute sitting there in the middle right there. He's head laying on your brother's shoulder, whoever it is. What's up, bro? Listen, so, uh, so understand and realize that I, I just really, that, that ain't got nothing to do with my message. It kind of does. But I really felt like I should say that. Because I, I've, I've talked about this before, maybe once or twice in other student ministries throughout my life. And every single time they say, every ministry, whether it's 50 kids or 300 kids, they're always saying there's bullies inside this, inside this ministry. And I guarantee you there's more than one. There's probably more than 10, if I was guessing, girls and boys. So girls can be some of the worst bullies they are. Can't fight. All right? Crazy. All right, listen. So let's talk about encouragement. Now, here's what I want you to do today. Now, we talked about it last night. Here's what I want to challenge you with today. Is I want to challenge you with, and y'all did it a lot last night. This is something I want you to start practicing. It's, it's something you start doing on a regular basis. Uh, my challenge of the day for you is for you to tell as many people as you can today something about them that you like. Encourage somebody uh, and, and, and let them know how you feel about them. I'd say start now, but we got to move forward because y'all about to go to sleep on me, all right? Um, you know, I heard uh, uh, at the Alabama and Auburn game last year, there was, uh, there was a group of, I may have told y'all this last year. I think for some reason I feel like I told you. I probably tell y'all stories all the time that I've told y'all before because I've been here like nine years, which is awesome. I hope my time ain't up anytime soon. Listen, so... Um, so there's this group of Christians. Remember talking about Christian bullies? There's this group of supposable Christians standing outside of Jordan-Hare Stadium last year during the Alabama-Auburn game. And uh, they had these huge, gigantic signs that was basically uh, calling out um, what they were calling false churches. And they had these big signs screaming to people as they walked by, uh, don't go to these churches. And then they would name the churches by name. Stay away from these churches. These are false churches. And then they start screaming at them about going to hell. You're going to hell. You're tired of burn, fly, fry, shake, or bake. You know, just hollering, screaming at them. It was, it was not good stuff. And this is one of the things that they were saying. Stay away from these certain churches, and they would call these churches out by name. And this is what they say. Because what they preach on is they talk a lot about encouraging others. They talk more about encouraging others than they do about other things. And I'm like, and it's not biblical, you know. It's, talking about encouraging others is not biblical. I'm like, what Bible are you reading from? Because the Bible talks about it constantly, and that's what Jesus did. It was part of his nature. Was he encouraged other people on a regular basis? It's all through the Scripture. As a matter of fact, Hebrews 10, 25 says that we are to spur and inside the church. We are to spur one another on, like, like spur, like a, like a horse, like a, like a cowboy on a horse, like, you know, spurring them, to get them moving. Because what, what he's talking about is we need to encourage one another. You know why we need to encourage? Look at me. You know why we should encourage one another inside the church? It's because the Christian life is not easy. It is very, very difficult. And so if somebody's always bad-mouthing me, listen, you telling me how sorry I am 24-7 as a Christian is not going to spur me on and want to go live more for Jesus. But when you encourage me and say, hey, God's got you back. God's going to protect you. God's going to move with you. God's right beside you. He's going to give you a piece that surpasses all understanding. Hey, get on your horse and ride with Jesus. Let's go. All right? 
I only got one hand. That's a, leg, that's a horse with one leg. All right, listen. You got to, you got to move. We got to encourage one another. I, I think it's a bunch of bunk. I think, I think, as a matter of fact, we probably don't do anywhere close to encouraging one another inside the body of Christ because the Christian life is not easy. We need each other to move forward. If we're going to be an army, we got to support each other. Listen, I heard somebody recently say something really profound that I had never heard before. And they said this. This is what they said. Encouragement is oxygen for the soul. Encouragement is oxygen for the soul. You know what? There's a lot of people around you that are suffocating emotionally, physically, spiritually, maybe physically, really, like, I need some more, I need, I'm drowning, like, whatever. But there's a lot of people around you that are suffocating, and when you encourage them, it breathes oxygen into them. It, listen, this is what I believe about encouragement. Listen, look at me. Encouragement is healthy for both parties involved. It, it's oxygen for the person giving it, and it's oxygen for the person receiving it. It's almost like emotional CPR. <laughs> Listen, encouragement, when you encourage other peoples, it, peoples, people, it brings life into them. Encouragement brings life into other people. How many of you would rather have somebody say something encouraging to you than discourage and throw your hands up? It should be 100%. If you like discouraging words, then there's something really, really wrong with you. You need to go see a psychiatrist, all right? Everybody. So why don't we treat other people the way we want to be treated? We, we love to hang out with people who are always lifting us up, right? Ain't nobody in here really like hanging out with people who's always wanting to tear us down. Nobody. Everybody. So why don't you be that person everybody wants to be around? Everybody loves. By the way you speak life into them. By encouragement. Uh, you know, the Bible says, I, well, I believe the way Jesus wired us, God wired us only to be satisfied when we give our lives away. God wired us to only be satisfied when we give our lives away. What does the Bible say? To lose your life, you'll find your life. And so the way that you give your life away is in a jillion different ways. And one of those ways you give your life away is you don't be selfless. You be self, I mean, you don't be selfish. You be selfless by the way you, you find positive traits in other people through, through Jesus in you, and you speak them. You give out, you give away words that bring life to fill each other up, to give each other strength. This is what Proverbs 16, 24 says. Kind words, kind words are like honey sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. Kind words are like honey sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. You know, I, I really believe and you may disagree, I really believe, I take, this, I take this scripture literally. I believe that when you speak life into people, that you help them health-wise in their body. You know, when, when somebody is already feeling depressed and have crazy heaviness on their life, and you begin to speak life into them, it's amazing how it lifts off of them. You know, as a pastor, stress is something that just eats you alive. And honestly, if you carry stress Literally, physically, this is studies that's been, been proven. You carry stress on a regular basis, it will take a toll on your physical body, and you will die early. That's why I have to run on a regular basis, and it's really, really bad because I get black eyes. Remember I told you about how I had to tell myself. Anyway, listen. That's what, I shouldn't have gone there. Listen. So, everybody's still asleep. I'm trying to wake him. I'm trying to do whatever it takes. Listen. What I'm saying is, is you've got to. You've got to give words of encouragement to other people. Kind words are like 
honey sweet to the soul. It's oxygen for the soul. When you are constantly giving out encouragement to others, it produces abundant life in them. And listen, you get around lost people, people that don't know Jesus, and you begin to encourage them with powerful words of encouragement, Jesus' words, guess what? All of a sudden, they begin to want to hang out with you. They begin to want to be around you. They begin to want to, you know, hang, hang out and go places with you. And guess what happens then? All of a sudden, they discover that you're a follower of Christ. And whenever they trust you because of your words of encouragement, it will begin to give you an opportunity to share why you have life in you so much that you can give out. And that life is Jesus. And then all of a sudden, you see God do something in their life. This is what Ephesians 4.29 says for all those people that don't believe you should be talking about encouragement inside the church. It says, don't use foul or abusive language, which that could be anything. Let everything, everything is everything. Let everything, everything, let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement with those who hear them. Listen, you, let, let's break this down. Let's break down the word encourage. Let's break it down. The prefix, E-N, in, the prefix in means to impart or to give to. So when we think about encourage, so what happens when we encourage others? Here's what happens. Listen to me. Look at me. I'm almost done. We are actually imparting courage to them to live out who they are and to conquer the day with courage. The, the prefix in, E-N, means to impart or to give to. So what we're doing is, is we are imparting courage when we speak words of, of life, which is giving them strength. We speak words. We're, we're giving them courage for the day. We're giving them courage for their trials, for their circumstances. We're giving them courage to push through with Jesus. We're giving them courage to walk with God and overcome the enemy in their life. We're giving them courage to go through their day. Encourage means to give people courage. We're imparting courage to other people, right? I hope y'all listening to me. So when we encourage others, so where somebody is weak, we impart to that person courage to be strong and accomplish what they're called to. You know, one thing that I've learned over the years in my walk with Jesus is that the number one way the enemy attacks believers the most is he does everything in his power to steal their confidence. He steals their confidence in their calling God has placed their lives in. And I, I believe all of your callings right now is at your schools and in your church and in your communities. God's got you here for a reason. He wants to steal your confidence in walking out your God dreams. The enemy wants to steal your confidence in, 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 in stealing, stealing the things that God wants to do in your life. That's one thing that I've learned about most believers is most believers don't have a lot of confidence, and it comes because the enemy's stealing it from us. One of the greatest ways that we can be light, believers, Christians, students, one of the greatest ways we can be light in life to others is we can restore people's confidence and their God calling, their dreams, their God dreams, their walk with God, period, by encouraging them to continue to pursue what God has called them to. That's what you should be doing with people inside this room. You should not be bullying other people in this room. You should be calling people to walk after God as hard as they can and give them courage to pursue Him. That's what you do here. And if you're not doing that, then why not? 
You're to breathe oxygen in their soul with a word of you can do this. You need to impart into them you have the power to do this. Impart, impart into them courage. Watch them change the world. And so I guess the question of the day is, is who will you encourage today? Ain't nobody in this room likes to hang out with people who always impart discourage your work. People who are always a wet blanket on everything. How many people know wet blankets? Anybody know wet blankets? Like everything they do is like a wet blanket. Like, ah. People love to hang out with people who encourage, who builds up, who speaks life. People who use their tongue for life and good will always have many, many friends. Like, can I throw this out there to you? If you're here today, now some of it might be because you're introverted or just you like kind of being by yourself a lot, but if you're here and you look around and you don't have very many friends around you, there might be a place where you might want to start asking some questions. And if the people you hang out with are as mean as you, you really got to ask yourself some questions. Make it a habit every single day, even on bad days, to impart courage to others. Listen, when you're having a bad day, when you start encouraging to other people, it's oxygen for your soul. You're giving your life away. It, it gives you strength, too. It goes both ways. Listen, Jesus, I'm finishing with this. Jesus was an encourager. He always used words of life. He says, come to me. Come to me. Those who are heavy laden. I remember he told the woman that, that was an adulterer that basically they were supposed to throw stones at her. He said he was the first... Uh, he, he with no sin cast the first stone. Then he told her, hey, go and sin no more. In other words, you're forgiven. He's told, he told people through the scripture, I've come to heal you or go home to your daughter. She's been healed. Hey, let the little children come to me. I mean, that's, there's, there's a jillion different phrases that Jesus said that brought life into people. Why do you think so many people followed him? His words were powerful. And you have that same Jesus living in you. So why don't you be Jesus to other people? So the challenge of the day is, is to find somebody. Find people who encourage. Give people courage. And like, like Matt said, look, I'm just hitting surface stuff. I, you can start there. But there's a place when people start building, and we're going to talk more about this tonight. When, people, when you start building trust in people's lives and you become a safe place, then there's going to be a place where they come and start trusting you to where you can have deeper encouragement in their life. And you start speaking things into them. That will produce life into them. You know, you don't, you don't go into your, your school. You know, sometimes I feel like we've done y'all an injustice. Sometimes I, I wish I could go back and change some things that I've, I've said in the past, you know, preaching-wise. to groups like this, I'll come out and say stuff like, which is going to sound backwards, by the way. But listen to me all the way through. I'll come out and say, hey, go turn the world upside down. Change your schools. You know, go get them for Jesus. And, man, the pressure you feel is just, like, overwhelming, which is true. We should do that. But I think we should do it. Honestly, not by forcing it, by preaching at people everywhere we go. I think we do it naturally. We just live out Jesus naturally. Jesus just comes natural. And because uh, his character is in me and my, his character begins to ooze out of me, I begin to speak life just, just because I walk with Christ into other people's lives. Speak life into it. And just when I start speaking life, that's really how you start, just because it just comes natural. It's amazing how many people think that, that I go, I'm going to go in and change my school by telling everybody all the wrong things that they're doing in their life. I'm going to preach at them, put my finger on them, wag at them. That's what they're what they doing out there on the corner at Jordan Hare. 
If you're going to this church, you're going to the wrong church. Bless God. Which, by the way, can I go ahead and let me give you a side note. Just a little, little, we'll go down a little rabbit trail just real quick. Nine times out of ten, if somebody's telling you not to go to a certain church, that's probably the first church you need to go to. Because the Pharisees and Sadducees told everybody to stay away from Jesus and that Jesus was the one that everybody needed to be around. Usually the, all the Pharisees and Sadducees of the churches around that are telling you not to go to a certain church uh, are usually the Pharisees and Sadducees of this day. And uh, usually they're envious and jealous. And that's, the reason why is, is they're trying to kill Jesus in that church because they won't for themselves. Anyway, that's a side note. Just thought I'd throw that in there. Listen. Encourage others. Plenty of people around here that need encouragement. You need encouragement. I need encouragement. We all need encouragement. And so we give it to each other. We build each other up. And we walk the way God's called us to walk. All right? Don't be a bully. Stop being a bully. Stop being a bully. Somebody going to hit you in the mouth one day. Give you the right hand of fellowship. In Jesus' name. I'm just kidding. Don't do that right now. Anyway, wait till later. Listen. I absolutely, I, I, I want to challenge you to give some words today of encouragement. All right? Let me pray for you. Father, we love you. We honor you. Thank you, Jesus, for these students. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that, God, we will be the people that you call us to be.